Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. The caps lock key, the shift key, the typewriter, the computer, and the explosion? This is from over 20 years ago. My husband and I were visiting his mom and her husband, and they invited a friend of theirs over. The friend especially wanted to meet us, as he'd heard that we both worked with computers. The friend explained that he had bought a computer the other year. When he needed to type in a capital letter, he'd hit the caps lock button, type that letter, and then hit the caps lock again. And this worked, but he said he had a question about that. Okay, we said in an encouraging manner. He had found that when he worked with a typewriter that he could hold down the shift key, press a letter, and then the letter would be a capital letter. We both nodded. The question, he continued, was whether or not the computer would also work the same way as the typewriter did, in that if he held down the shift key on the computer and typed the letter, would it also be a capitalized letter? I have regretted for years and years now not answering that with, thank god you didn't try that, the whole thing would have exploded. As it was, we told him that, yes, the computer keyboard would indeed work the same way as the typewriter keyboard would. He nodded sagely, and we continued to talk about how these computers are very interesting. Man, that needs more detail. Like, did he keep doing it? Did he... What what happened? Like, okay. I was expecting so much more. OP, add some detail. And for our next story. Please retire. Again. I'm not sure why, but whenever I read this subreddit, I decide I need to post two to four posts in a row, and one of the posts needs to spread pain to everyone else who has felt this. I currently work as IT for traveling salespersons. There's a career path for some of these salespersons that allows them the benefits of retirement while continuing to make sales. It's called a retirement contract. Less pay and no extra pay past the sales commission, but no pressure to hit sales quotas anymore. In this recent story, the salesperson started his retirement contract before I was born and is pushing into his 90s. In the last three weeks, he has had 27 tickets for forgetting his password. This exchange happens the day after giving him a password akin to cspotrun123, which the entire IT staff has memorized. (laughs) We'll call him Dave. VOIP rings with a number I shouldn't have memorized when we support about 2,000 people. Me. Help desk, this is Absinthe. Dave. Hey there, Absinthe. I'm trying to log into the training program to get all my training done for the end of the year, and I'm having some trouble. Me. Dave. We went over this last week. You're all caught up on your training. Dave. Well, the issue seems to be that the darn site won't take my password. Me. Are you logging into the right place? Dave. Well, first I went through... Five minutes of confusing steps that have nothing to do with getting into the training program. Me. Dave, did you go to main site that 90% of applications use? Dave. Well, no. Me. Alright, let's go to the site. Dave, okay. Two minutes later. Me. Dave, are you on the site? Dave, what? Me. Dave, open the team viewer. Side note. I spent four hours of my life with this user training him so thoroughly on TeamViewer that I'm not sure I didn't just force him to have muscle memory on how to open the program. 
After Dave opens TeamViewer, I find that he has nothing open, so he hadn't attempted to open the site, nor do I have any idea what he was plugging his password into previously. Me. Okay, Dave, so we're going to open site link that's on the desktop. User signs into the site successfully on the first try. Now we're going to click on the learning program link. Secondary login prompt that uses the same password. Dave. Oh, shoot. I'm not sure. Me. Dave, it's the same password you just logged in with. Dave. Oh, okay. Login failed. Login failed. Login failed. User locked. <laughs> I unlocked Dave's account. Login failed again. Me. Dave, you misspelled your username that time. <laughs> Dave continues to type in his password. One keystroke at a time. Me. Dave, it's not going to work if you don't fix your username. Tap, 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 tap. Me. Dave, stop typing. I need you to fix your username. Tap, 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 tap. I try to time the tapping with clicking away to fix his username. Team viewer input lag was my downfall. Dave is now typing the last half of his password into the username field without stopping for a moment. Furthermore, the password he's using is the password I helped him set up over two months ago that was based on his own name. Login failed. Me. Dave, why are you using that password? Dave. The I in David is an exclamation point, right? Me. Dave, your password is cspotrun123. Dave. Oh, login failed, user locked, user unlocked. I open up Notepad and type in cspotrun123 and put it right next to the password field. Me, go ahead and login failed, login failed, login failed, user locked, user unlocked. At this point, I blocked his keyboard input, which I should have done earlier when trying to fix his username. I start to doubt myself on whether the password I memorized is still his password. In this maelstrom of a rising migraine, I take it upon myself to type in his password for him. Login successful. I then realized that Chrome cached the login, and going back wasn't resetting it, and I really didn't want to tempt fate by clearing cache and having him log into the site again. It then dawned that I had spent an hour on one login prompt. Me. Dave, you're in the training site. Dave. Wonderful. Now. Let me just find... There it is. And it says I passed. Well, I guess I'm good then. Thanks, Absinthe. Me. Have a wonderful day, Dave. And if you have any more issues, feel free to call back. Click. Cue screaming into the void. Wow. That's a challenge. I'm pretty sure the guy still wants to feel useful. You know, he's probably got physical stamina and energy, but his mind is starting to go a little... That's a shame. I'm glad you didn't scream and yell at him. Uh, it's not like he's a dunce. He's just old and his brain cells are starting to go away. And the next story. We didn't write it to do that. This is a short one. Over the years, I've worked with a few folks that helped write major protocols for IT. Once, I was on a phone call with a client that was having trouble backing up something and was blaming NDMP for the issue. Me. That shouldn't happen. NDMP doesn't usually handle that. Client. Yes, it does. I've been working with backup for 10 years. Me. Let me get our engineer to take a look. I am him, and sure enough, it doesn't handle what's causing the issue. Client. What does he know? Get him on the phone now. <laughs> My manager. He can't. He's in the UK, and it's after 10 p.m. He answered out of courtesy. Me. 
He just added something. Client, what does he think now? I am my boss. Get ready. Me, we didn't write it to do that. Client, what does he mean? He didn't write it for that. My boss. He was on the V3, V4 team that designed the protocol. He IMs the webpage with his bio and who he works for now. Client. Well, check again. Another time, another company. I sat next to an old mainframe engineer that was just marking his time until he could cash out his options. He was a nice guy, but was well known for not taking BS or tolerating idiots. One morning, he got into an argument with someone on the phone, finally raising his voice, not yelling, and saying, No, it doesn't do that because I didn't write it to. I love a good challenge, but remember I usually come to the table with a very good hand already. Yeah, I love it when people think they know better. And it's sort of sweet when you get to prove them wrong. And for our next story. Providing detailed instructions is reported to my boss as condescending. Just thought of this incident from the mid-90s. Might be a bit long, but thought it might get a chuckle from those that remember MS-DOS support. Background. At the time, I'm in my early 20s, fairly professional in all aspects of my job and working for a business software company with less than 20 employees. I'm the sole programmer for the warehouse software, and the company has three tech support people for my software. I'm at a point in the company where I usually don't answer tech calls unless the ticket's been escalated to me or there's no support staff available, out to lunch, at a client site, already on a tech call, etc. So if I take the call, you're getting the most knowledgeable person that can resolve it. One day, I'm forced to answer a support call, and the customer is already very short with his responses. I'll skip the general introductions and description of the actual issue. Not relevant to the story. Me. Well, that shouldn't be happening. It could be that you don't have the latest file version of one of the programs. We'll just need to check. User. Okay, fine. Me. Are you at the machine? User. Yes. Slightly angry. Where else would I be? It should be noted that they have several machines running the network software at their site. From what I remember, at least three in their warehouse and one in the offices. So how the heck should I know his location? Maybe he was in his office. Me. Okay, can you get to a DOS prompt? User. I'm there. Now, for those of you that may not know, back then you had to use the 8.3 file naming system. And since the name of the software was longer than that, software was installed in a directory name that was a condensed form of the software name with a version number. Typically, anyone that wasn't familiar with it would have a hard time locating it in DOS. Whenever I provided support, I would always spell it out, and it eventually became a reflex to do it fairly quickly. I also always confirm they are using the correct drive letter, because our software required a mapped drive to connect to our server files and databases. Me. Okay, please type C colon enter. User. Silence. A few seconds pass by. Me. Now type in cd backslash whs sft 2.1 enter. User. Silent. More seconds pass by. Me. And type in directory star.exe. Enter. User. Click. Dial tone. Well, that was weird. Guess we were disconnected when I started providing instructions. A few minutes later, my boss, the owner, calls me into his office. Now, my boss loved me, so it's weird to get randomly called in unless he wants an update on my programming upgrades for the software, or to discuss an upcoming sale with client requests that we haven't implemented before, but the head of R&D is usually involved in those discussions. Me. Hey, what's up? Boss. 
I personally got a call from user saying you were very condescending during a support call. Me. Huh? Um, I was just trying to find out the file dates of the programs and the line was cut off. Boss. Yeah, he hung up. Saying you disrespected him and whatever. In his words, I work on computers all day. I know what I'm doing. Blah, blah, blah. He actually asked for someone else to help him. I know you're busy with the upgrade and I'd have someone call back, but you're all I got today. I've known him for years and he wants everyone to know he's the smartest guy in the room. But I know you. You've got this. Just call back and apologize in some way, even if he's still being a jerk. Try to make it look like he's not an idiot. <laughs> Me. Yeah, sure thing. So I call back. Me. Hi, user. I'm sorry if there was some misunderstanding. I just wanted to get the dates of the executables from the machine. User. You should be sorry. I work on computers. And he continues his rant. Me. I understand. Again, I'm sorry. I'm just accustomed to providing detailed instructions to users that aren't very technically inclined, but anyway, I'll need the list of dates for the executables. User. Okay. Typing. There are none. Jeez. They have to be there. He told me before that the menu screen was displayed on the machine. Me. Trying not to sound condescending, so not spelling it out. Are you in the warehouse software directory? User. Yes. Me. Well, I'm not sure how to help. The machine was running the software before, so the executables have to be there. User. Silence. Me. Can you tell me what files are in that directory? Again, don't want to be condescending by asking him if he's in the right directory, or even to type dir enter. User. Reads off a bunch of files. Me. Wait, what? Those files had nothing to do with the software. What directory are you in? Ends up, he's in a completely different directory on the mapped drive. Me. Okay, you need to be in the warehouse software directory on the C drive. User. Okay. He starts typing. It's not there. How do I get there? <laughs> Me. Type in C colon enter CD backslash yada 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 enter. User. Okay, here's the dates for the files. Ugh. Support knows what they're doing. Just follow instructions to get issues resolved quickly. We don't save them to hear ourselves talk. Yeah, another one that thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Doesn't like being told what to do, but he really has no idea what he's doing and needs to be told what to do. Simply amazing. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.